Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Ellen, I am doing swimmingly. I am great. Fantastic. As always. As always. As always. Today, we are going to talk about Rules of Engagement by J.T. Geisinger, and later we are going to answer some would-you-rather questions, because we've run out of ideas. But first, <laughs> Mom, what have you been reading? What have I been reading? I actually have quite a few. I, I Good, you can, make up for, you can make up for the difference of me having nothing. As I usually have to. Yeah, um, exactly. Let's see. Our last full episode, was it? Waking up with the Duke? No, it was Aisha at last. Okay. All right. So I read Aisha at last. Then I read Chasing Cassandra, the Ravenel's book by mm-hmm. Lisa Kleypas, which mm-hmm. was delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, then I read Wolf Gone Wild, which was our last episode. Mm-hmm. Then I read How to Love Your Elf by Carolyn Sparks, which is the fourth book in her Embraced series. And you listened to most of that, right? I listened to a good chunk of it because I was driving home from Ellen's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went, we were bad and didn't shelter in place. I actually drove out to Ellen's. (laughs) Um, And then I read Rules of Engagement. And now I'm reading the fifth book in the Spotless series by Camilla Monk. Yeah. So, just so going crazy. Go. Um, I know I say this all the time, but my life has been a little crazy Whatever. lately. <laughs> Whatever. Gosh, you're so unsympathetic. Whatever. <laughs> um, I am going to move in with mom. In my 30s, living with my parents. All right. Yeah, party. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am going to move in with mom in a couple weeks. So We just keep thinking about how much easier it's going to be to do the podcast when we're together all the time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, if we annoy each other more. Yes, we will. <laughs> and if that comes through on the podcast. <laughs> it probably will. Um, <laughs> think of all the times I get to nag you to get your book done. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Because you don't do enough of that via text and phone call. All the way across the country. Yeah. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about Rules of Engagement by J.T. Geisinger. It is a standalone book that came out in January of this year, but I have to wonder if there are going to be tie-in books to this one. Because there seems like there should at least be one. (sighs) Of Stephanie and a certain nerd. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Stephanie and a nerd. I'm trying to think. It was a book ago, Ellen. I can't. (laughs) Wait, did we read a book? (laughs) I was going to say, great. So that's how this conversation is going to go. Okay. Here is the back cover description. As the owner of Perfect Pairings Matchmaking Service, Maddie McRae earns her living helping others fall in love. And one thing the sweet Southern Belle knows for sure is that the foundation of wedded bliss is built on similarities. Opposites might attract, but they don't stay together. Enter Mason Spark, 
Rude, arrogant, and notoriously allergic to monogamy, the hottest quarterback in NFL is Maddie's polar opposite. He's also her new client, her gorgeous, infuriating new client, who's paying her an outrageous sum of money to find him a wife. With his multi-million dollar contract on the line due to his behavior on and off the field, bad boy Mason is willing to pretend to settle down. But when he starts to fall for the adorable matchmaker who can't stand him, the playboy finds himself in the game of his life to keep something he never thought he'd lose. His heart. Okay, mom, what did you think of rules of engagement? Ellen. I think I love this book. That's two loves in a row for me. Yeah. Well, and I think we gave a love to Aisha, too. Yeah. So it's a lot of loves in a row. Yeah. Um, I love this book. I, The banter was off the charts. Yeah. I thought it was just so well written and so much fun to read. And just it went really fast as a read because yeah. it was just so engaging and entertaining and... I was going to say, like, did this book reinvent the wheel in any way? No. Um, but it's, I found it to just be a super fun, light read. And yeah, I think I'll give it a love because I enjoyed the process of reading it thoroughly. Well, and I can't think of anything that would make it not a love. Yeah. And I, I mm, pretty much read it in one sitting. Yeah, and you know. as we get into the conflict more, I'm going to explain more of why I love this book. But I, I can, I, I figured you would love the conflict in this book. <laughs> um, okay, mom, what did you think of Maddie as our heroine? Um, I loved Maddie very much, and I thought she was just cute. Um, she seemed a little too pink in the beginning, but I think she <laughs> calmed the pink down a little bit. And um, I just thought she was fantastic. Yeah, I think all of the pink would have, like, annoyed me a bit. Like, right. And honestly, if I met her in person with all the pink, I would probably be like, homegirl, really? Like, <laughs> is this what we're going with? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's super cute as a character. I loved all of her, like, southern phrases and workaround swear words and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, her whole thing um, with swearing was funny. Especially yeah. since the book opens with him just going on and on about how great it is to swear. <laughs> about how much he loves the F word. Um, I will say about Maddie, though, she's a bit thick as a brick in some respects. She is. There's some things, especially for someone who's gone through counseling. I mean, she's got a degree yeah. in counseling. In and marriage and family, like, therapy <laughs> counseling. And, um, yeah, she needed to learn. This was a lesson she needed to learn. Yeah, for sure. And... Um, yeah, there were there were a few instances where I was like, okay, we need to wake up and smell the coffee a bit here because <laughs> the fact that you're not, like, picking up what he's throwing down is yeah. a bit ridiculous Because he point. was throwing it down. Well, especially, like, by the end. I mean, like, she misreads some facial expressions and such, but, you know, when he's kissing her and she's still not getting it, it's yeah. like, come on, Maddie. You sweet, but you simple. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I love that she, like, wasn't impressed by his manners and he, like, never intimidated her. Like, I like that anytime he, like, threw something at her, she, like, just, you know, shot it back down. Yeah. 
Um, and I wrote down this line that she says to him that I really liked. Um, she says, a gentleman is a wolf, just a patient one. Having manners doesn't mean you're, you're neutered. It simply means you've mastered your inner animal. It means you choose when to let him off the leash. <laughs> and having just read Wolf Gone Wild. I know. Was... <laughs> well, the thing is, I want right to use that as uh, the quote for the graphic, but I'm like, I just used a wolf in the last graphic. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like she has a lot of idioms like that and I I liked all that stuff well and I loved especially the way it was written you could really just tell the sarcasm dripping from so many of these comments that they made back and forth to each other and it was yeah just really great I also wrote down this quick line that Waldine said about Maddie and she said Maddie's about as sexual as a hallmark card and I thought that was hilarious um Especially as someone who partakes in a lot of Hallmark movies. Yes, sexual they are not. Um, <laughs> well, I loved the, um, like, after he meets her and, and he's like, oh, she's not, Dean is like, or Dick is like, she's not pretty. She, he's going on and on about how she's not pretty. And, and he says, if you say one more time that she's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I love his, like, whole reverse psychology plan yes. on getting him to to do what he thinks is right. Um Speaking of him, what did you think of Mason as our hero? Well, he was your typical grumpy hero alert, and Uh he just didn't want to be into any of this. And uh, he was, but of course, he comes around, and of course, he's a sweetheart underneath it all. And Mm -hmm. of course, he played his part perfectly, Ellen. He did indeed. I love a bad boy who falls like super hard. He's basically like love at first sight. And I love when they become super protective and just yeah. like trying to keep them away from anything bad that might happen to them. And yeah, um, I yeah, he's pretty dang swoony. He um, yeah, I love yeah, he's got this um, hard exterior with the marshmallow center like. I think Dick says about him, like, he's even softer than Marshmallow. Like, he's... um, I love his Tom Brady resentment. (laughs) That was funny. And everybody kept saying and making comments about Tom Brady. And she's like, ugh. Well, I love when he's on the phone with Stephanie and she says something about, like, you're the world's greatest athlete. And, And he's like... Oh, you think I'm the world's greatest athlete? She's like, well, I mean, obviously besides Tom Brady. He's like, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I see what we're doing here. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say about Mason, he, okay, so either Maddie is horrible at reading facial expressions or he must really have resting bitch face because every time, like, we know he's thinking about, like, gosh, I want to, like, make out with her so hard she's like oh he's like scowling and you know <laughs> s- and snarling at me and I'm like what is going on with these two <laughs> they're really getting their wires crossed well he probably has a really good you know I think just like looks imposing he, yeah when he gets pensive and you know he which I can relate to I yeah. I definitely recognize that I have resting bitch face so um well it's pretty even when it's not resting. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> just, just my... You just have a bitch face. <laughs> just... That's my mom, everybody. 
Um, oh, because you never call me a bitch. <laughs> never. I don't know what you're talking about. I would never do that. Um, you're my elder. Um, okay. Uh, so while Maddie was frustrating in that she's not good at picking up cues, uh, he was frustrating in that he didn't want to quote-unquote ruin her and tarnish her, you know, with his... Well, he thought he was... He thought he didn't deserve her. He thought he was a bad guy and didn't deserve her. So you're a tough guy. Like, it really rough. I actually probably shouldn't sing songs that are actual, even though I do that all the time. Um, Why? Because we don't have copyright for that one. (laughs) Can't sing them with their actual lyrics. Um, Okay. Let's gush about the banter for a moment. Oh my gosh. Cause that really was the best part of the book. And she and I remember we talked about this with Melt for You as well. In fact, we remembered that we gave this an award last year, but we were like, did we already give this best banter? Did we already give JT Geisinger best banter? Um, this one's definitely in the running for best banter this year. Yeah. In fact, help us remember that, you guys. You need to help us remember at the end of the year that we liked the banter in this well, one. We could keep track of these things ourselves, Ellen. No. That's too much work. I already do so much. Uh. <laughs> um, no, but the banter here is so good. And that's, I mean, I think what keeps this book so snappy and and simple and quick read, you know, like... Most definitely. Um, and and not just the banter between them. I mean, his conversations with Stephanie and even with... Um, Dick his, and Waldine and... Yes, but who was the bad guy? What was his Bobby. name? Bobby. Bobby. Um, even, you know, talking to him and, and the put-downs and the sarcasm mm-hmm. and it was just fantastic. Yeah, she's really good at writing dialogue. It almost kind of had like a... Like His Girl Friday kind of pacing that just kind of like duh, 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 yeah. duh, like firing one after the other yeah and um like to the point where i was like this would make a great movie because it would just be it would be a good movie i mean like the diet like the script is basically already written like it's yes. there yeah um so i really i just wanted to take a moment to really pay respect to the banter because it was on point. It was. And you guys know we love a good All about banter. banter. That is like our kryptonite. Okay. Um, this one is, like we've said, a pretty quick, simple, and easy read. So much so that even the conflict is fairly minor and resolved fairly quickly, I would say. And fairly easily. What did you think of the conflict? Because I know you said you have thoughts. I do. Well, this is one of the things that I loved about uh, Maddie is, and the book, is when Bobby comes in and starts spouting all this stuff that, um, that Mason, he, Mason, yeah, <laughs> it was there, right there, that Mason did when he was younger and he got mm-hmm. thrown in jail and, uh, or in, you know, he was a juvenile, so he mm-hmm. got in trouble for it and had to go um, into a juvenile detention center for a couple of years and... And as soon as he's spouting it. was so sad, by the way. It like, was so was sad. Like, and mm. But as soon as he starts telling her that, she just immediately is like, well, I know what kind of person he is. So if he did something like that, it's because he was trying to protect someone. It mm-hmm. didn't even dawn on her 
that he was, you know, it, usually when we read these books, it just turns into a, why didn't you tell me? And couldn't you trust me with that information? Yeah. And it becomes this big drama thing. And yeah. there was none of that. And I appreciated that. Um, and then even when Bobby starts trying to blackmail him and say, you know, we're going to destroy her career and, you know, it's it's going to hurt you, but it's going to hurt her worse. And, you know, he goes off and off and he's trying to blackmail Mason. And, you know, my thinking is just come clean, dude. That's all you have to do. You're already the bad boy, so no one's going to think bad about it. Um, and so... And that's exactly how it plays out the next day. So it's not yeah. two weeks of phones turned off or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was, it just all played out perfectly. And the other thing I, I liked wasn't about, irritated at all. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I liked about it was he, you know, he leaves right after they've had sex. He like walks out because he's gotten this call from Bobby that is blackmailing him and uh-huh. saying like, I'll ruin her reputation if, if you stay with her. And, um, and so she's hurt when he leaves and then he gives this press conference and he makes like kind of a passing comment about it took someone coming after someone I care about in order for me to, you know, wake up and see. And as soon as he says that, she's like, Bobby, right. Bobby did something. Right. And, um, and like she puts two and two together really quickly, um, which, I liked coming from them as characters. Um, even the moment where when when she, when he's leaving after they have sex, you know, she's like, did you get another booty call? And he's like, what do you think? And, you know, he's kind of like testing her a bit. Right. And she's like, well, I'm asking you. And he says, you know, do you really think I, that's what, what it is? And um, even that felt, fair to me to, right. for her to question him about that and for him to question her asking him about it right. you know like that's a slightly dramatic moment but it still felt like a earned and b not completely irrational on either side well and then um he you know but it's not it's kind of a non-issue though later on because yeah that's not what's bothering her the mm-hmm. next day and, um, you know, she knows something's wrong and she's trying to figure it out. And then when the press conference is on, she's like, OK, I, got, I, I see what's happened here. Mm-hmm. So and I did like the conflict also because the resolution includes him kind of bettering himself. You know, like he talks to his coach earlier in the book and his coach basically just says, you might not be deserving of her, but just work to be the guy that is. Right. You know. And um, and so that's what he tries to do with, like, his press conference and the changes he makes there towards the end. And um, so, yeah, I liked I liked all of that for him. Um, okay, who did you love more, Dick or Waldine? <laughs> I loved them both. I love the, um, in fact, I want, I, I want them to have a book. I want them to be together. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I cut, like, you got that towards the end, right? Like, yeah. yeah. But, um, I loved her and her little coven of witches. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, her little powers that she had. And I love, well, and it. I love her little, like, Christian witch coven. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then when she's talking to him about, and she says, you know, me and the ladies, we're, we're holding this seance trying to figure this out. And he's like, 
well, you're using the number of candles divisible by three. And she's like, oh, yeah, of course. It's like, <laughs> yeah. he, he gets it. He knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, obviously. Obviously. We're not amateurs. <laughs> so I love that they're like on the same page with this whole thing. And it was. Yeah. And you can tell that they were like calling each other and talking to, through things. And yeah. Planning I love their like scheming and like the few chapters that we get with both Nick and Waldine is just them like little machinations in the back in the background and and you can see you know what they're doing even if they're if it, even if it's not a pov of their chapter it's still like you can just see them in the background like conspiring to get them at harry potter together and yeah. do all this stuff and it was cracking me up it was cute um i loved i loved dick and his reverse psychology like i said earlier and i loved waldine at the church, like you should, you should go out with Bettina. She's great. <laughs> Don't you think she's a great option for him? And you know, Maddie's all <laughs> huffing and puffing about that. Um, and then Mom uh, with Waldine, I was thinking that you should also try this, like faking narcolepsy plan. I don't need to fake it. <laughs> yeah. I fall asleep all the time. Yeah. Um, that just kind of made me laugh because I'm like, mom could get away with like faking narcolepsy and everybody would believe it based on how quickly. Well, my sister-in-law like is always telling us that our family has the gift of sleep. Like we can fall asleep and stay asleep anywhere in, in any condition. (laughs) Well, her family has to have everything like set up. Blacked out. (laughs) White noise. Blacked out windows. White noise in the background. I mean, it has to be all Like you have to like... You have to, like, fill the gaps in the doors so that, like, no light comes through. And our family, we just, like, sit down. (laughs) And, like, we'll, like, all start watching a movie together and just all be asleep on the couch (laughs) in some pattern. Yeah, It's just a thing for us. Yeah. So, anyway, that was cracking me up. Okay. Let's talk about sex. Thank me. Which, I guess I sing the actual lyrics of that one, but only one line okay calm down everybody um was anybody not calm <laughs> yes so let's talk about sex let's in do this it. book so this one if i remember correctly is very similar to melt for you in that she does it does take a while for them to have sex like it's not until about 78 percent of the way through the book yeah it's pretty far into which, it you know if we follow the standard 30 60 80 <laughs> pattern as we usually see it's a little late yeah um but uh yeah so somewhat of a slow burn um and then the first time they kiss for some reason it pisses her off i can't remember why she got mad at him for that because he was like still her client and oh that's right and so he fired her (laughs) yeah he's like okay so you're fired and she's like no i'm not i'm still gonna set you up with stephanie he's like i don't want to like (laughs) she's like no i'm still gonna find love for you it's fine (laughs) um and that was cute the whole thing with stephanie where he calls stephanie says well stephanie calls him and he's like i don't want you know to get hooked up with you and she's like i agree you i'm the wrong person for you because i know who's right for you (laughs) yeah she's like i know i'm just calling you to tell you that our matchmaker is in love with you he's in love with you Um, so the sex, it does take a while, but they do get after it. Let's... They do go there. Yeah. And, um, pretty, I mean, it's not, like, 
super kinky or outrageous, but no. Um, and there's just you know. the ones they only have sex the one time in the book, right? Yes. Yeah, because then he leaves, and then yes. they have the press conference, and yes. then yes, then there's an epilogue. So it's I pretty think much... there's I think it's I think it's alluded to in the epilogue, but yeah, not much. I'm more sure than it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and um, I did in the sex scene. The part that made me laugh was when he's like standing there in the buff, waiting for her to comment on the size of his manhood. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> She's like, "Are you seriously waiting for me to comment on the size of your penis?" He's like, "I mean, you're the librarian with the vocabulary. Like, yeah. get after it. There's got to be something you could say that would be <laughs> impressive." Um. And, you know, I was just really happy for her that she got some good sex because apparently it wasn't great with Bobby. Well, and I do love because there's a couple times during the sex that they crack each other up and it's, you know, yeah. so it's, it's a fun sex scene. It's not. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just passion, still very, passion, passion. Yeah. Still very in keeping with the banter that right. they've. Um, Mom, I kept trying to think of it. What is there's like some movie or TV show where someone goes, ha, banter. I don't know, honey. <laughs> Google that. Gosh, how am I supposed to Google that? Quote, banter. banter. Do it. <laughs> or as the British would say, she's got great banter. Um, anyway. Um, so, yeah. The sex scene, much in keeping with the rest of the book, was very fun. Um, if I have a tiny quibble with this book, it, this is not related to the sex, but um, Bobby is slightly too mustache twirly for like what I thought this book needed. He, he was, he was a bad guy. Yeah. And it turns out like he was even worse than we like were expecting. Right. I mean, he was trying to marry her to fix cover his... up a scandal, which reminded me of that parks and recreation episode where, um, you know, she gets photographed with that councilman who's always, banging everybody like his nannies and stuff like that and he's like well it turns out you're like much better optics than you know what actually happened (laughs) it could be way worse so (laughs) so that's just kind of what that reminded me of um okay mom what was your swooniest moment Mm, my swooniest moment oh there were so many he was he was pretty swoony um Probably just I, I loved the Harry Potter. Um, yeah, they were movie. so cute about. And Harry then Potter. him taking her to the Italian restaurant and the and I loved that he had banter with the waitress because they were friends, but she mm-hmm. wasn't jealous or it didn't turn into like a big thing. Well, and she even says about the waitress, she's like, "I should set you up with her," and he's like, "No, <laughs> no. stop, <laughs> stop trying to set me up with everybody." Uh, <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was cute, and then, uh, and then that was when they kissed, and, mm-hmm. and she got pissed off. But mm-hmm. I lo- and I love how he keeps trying to fire her all the time. Okay, so my <laughs> swooniest moment is after he like listens in on the phone call with Stephanie, which was hilarious, by the way. Um, that the like when he comes over to her apart or her house, and he's doing the like twenty questions with her. And, good. Um, and he's just kind of like, 
do you have feelings for me? And like, he just keeps getting like closer and closer to her <laughs> as he's asking her these questions. And I'm like, she's like, oh, wow, if there's really 20 questions here. I'm not going to be on this fire is number by the three, time. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's what I, because that was, you know, I tried to keep in mind Swooniest moment. And when that happened, I was like, Swooniest moment right here. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm going to go with. Okay, let's listen to or read what some of the listeners had to say about this one. Uh, We're recording slightly earlier than usual, and so we didn't get any audio recordings, but I hope you guys still keep sending those in because we've had fun with those. Um, Paige says, loved this book. Who doesn't like a reformed rake? The heroine was very likable, and I could visualize all the pink. LOL. The banter was excellent between the two and had me laughing out loud. I enjoyed having chapters written from the point of view of a friend and a relative. The aunt was hilarious. The only big bit of negative was the hero's temper. It seemed a little too much. But overall, it is a book I highly recommend and one of my few recent reads that wasn't a DNF. Um, yeah, I can agree with some of the temper. But I like... The thing that I like about the temper is that he is ridiculous and she calls him out. And she calls him on it all the time. And he apologizes and she's like, thank you for apologizing. <laughs> well, he gets over it pretty quick. He like blows up and then, you know, reins it in yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. So. Um, Kristen says, this one was cute. I enjoyed it. Quick and easy read. Silly and fun. Liked how certain situations weren't cliche predictable. Like how she calls out her ex instead of leaving him. Yeah. Uh, instead of believing him. Yes. The hero's temper was definitely a bit over the top, but I did feel for him and what he'd been through. Overall, it was cute, and you gotta love the Harry Potter references. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I liked how, you know, he compared her to Hermione, and she's like, that's the best compliment I've ever gotten. Because um, our last book, it was all the Star Wars references, and this book, it was all the Harry Potter references. Yeah, They're just you hitting you on all levels, Ellen. Yeah, really. Um, Lori says, super fun, fast, and breezy read. This was the perfect book at just the right time. It is, like, a great quarantine book. Um, it was as, it was a delight to watch Maddie and Mason fight their instant, instant attraction. The banter was great, and I liked that their journey was short, but very intense. Uh, Dick and Auntie Waldine were hilarious. It was a little unexpected to have a few chapters sprinkled in from their points of view, but it totally worked for me. I knew Maddie's ex was going to end up being a jerk, but his level of douchiness was a surprise. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it worked, though, since it forced Mason's hand in regards to the Grand Gesture news conference at the end. Yes. Um, Gail says, so I read the Amazon sample before buying, and I can't say I was won over. I can see the heroine being set up as a reformed rake, but he seems more like a jerk. Um, I'm surprised that it, like... I don't know, like, how long the Amazon sample is. Um, But I guess I would say if you weren't feeling it from, like, the first couple chapters, that might not be for you. Because I felt like I got into it Well, he is a jerk at the beginning. I mean, he's definitely a jerk at the beginning. That's the whole point of the book is that, you know, the love of a woman can make anybody. And usually the Amazon sample is, like, the first chapter or two. And I believe the first chapter is all him talking about the F word. So... (laughs) It and does sleeping like, with a bosomy blonde. And... Yeah, it does, you know, adapt a bit from there. But um, Jessica says, I really enjoyed this book. Like others, I thought it was a cute, fun, easy read. Perfect for me at this time. 
I loved the banter between Mason and Maddie, and I thought it was great to get chapters from the perspectives of Dick and Waldine. I also love a redemption storyline, so I liked that we saw Mason grow and learn that he and that he deserves love. Um, Ayeda says, I love Mason and Maddie and Waldine. I also love Dick. She says, please don't take this out of context. <laughs> Ayeda, you should know that we're going to do that. <laughs> that we're going to take that out of context. <laughs> so Ayeda loves du- Dick. Dick. Noted. Um, she said, this one had the exact kind of banter that makes me happy. The whole magic and nerdy references felt like a connection to Wolf Gone Wild, too. I know. I didn't even mean for, like, this to be such a, like... We had two witch books in a row. Um, she says, and I can't help but think of Aunt Waldine's coven placed in our former read. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Um, Natalie says, I thought this book was pretty delightful. I think the author writes great dialogue and banter. A very snappy and quick read for me. Yes, I would agree. And you guys, like, seriously, if you liked this one and you haven't melt- read Melt for You, like, definitely go back and give that a read. And then listen to the podcast about it. I forgot about the part where, um, I love the part where he is going to the bar to get drunk and she goes in there and he's got the bottle of whiskey and she ends up having three big glasses of whiskey. (laughs) And she's like acting like she does that all the time. He's like, you don't drink whiskey. And she says, no, I don't drink whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene. And then, you know, her barfing in the sink and she's like so mortified. (laughs) Um, and, he's, and he's being all sweet to her. Huh? Yeah. Huh. We always like that. Uh, and then finally, Jen says, I am a banter addict. Girl, same. Uh, this book satisfies all my banter cravings. It had me smiling throughout. I love both Mason and Maddie. Mason's emotional vulnerability and hatred of Tom Brady really endeared me to him. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Guessing Jen has certain allegiances that are not with the Patriots. Um, she says the scene where Maddie takes Mason home to his mansion and he admits to Maddie that he, that he hates it just broke my heart for such a fun, lighthearted book. It did have some, it had some real emotional moments. Yeah. I liked that scene too, just because it does. Well, like, I thought at endear- one point he was going to buy the house down the street from her. Cause she mentions that there's a house down the street. From her. He don't need to. They'll just move in together. Let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Um, okay, mom, any final thoughts on this book? No, I loved it. I loved, um, at the end where she proposes to him. Yeah. She, she's like, I just, I'm tired of you carrying that ring around. <laughs> He's yeah. like, you know about the ring? <laughs> yeah, no, I great. thought it was just adorable. I loved, I loved all of it. But the banter was epic. Yeah. And if we like the banter, chances are we're going to love the book. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Rules of Engagement by J.T. Geisinger. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we would love to hear from you on May 25th, we will be discussing On Dublin Street by Samantha Young, which will be the last book of our spring summer, our spring reading list. Spring? Yes. Yes. Um, For now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will be answering some would-you-rather questions, so stay with us. Hi. 
Hi, no Yomos. Ellen here coming to you with a new book recommendation that just came out a couple weeks ago. It's called Island Affair by Priscilla Olivares, and it's in her The Keys to Love series. Uh, USA Today bestselling author Priscilla Olivares launches a new series set in Key West and filled with humor, Latinx culture, and fun family dynamics perfect for summer beach reading. When her flaky boyfriend... Uh, ditches on her family's vacation, a social media influencer recruits a Cuban firefighter, you guys know how I feel about firefighters, paramedic to play her fake fiance so she can maintain the image of her picture-perfect life. So, sought-after social media influencer Sarah Vance, in recovery from an eating disorder, is coming into her own with a potential career expansion on the horizon. Despite the good news, her successful siblings and their perfect spouses have a way of making her feel like the odd one out. So when her unreliable boyfriend is a no-show for a Florida family vacation men, Sarah recruits Luis Navarro, a firefighter paramedic, and dive captain willing to play the part of her smitten fiance. Uh, Luis's big Cuban familia has been in Key West for generations and his strength feeds off the island's laid back style. Though guarded after a deep betrayal, he'll always help someone in need, especially a spunky beauty with a surprising knowledge of Spanish curse words which is the most important part of any language. Soon, he and Sarah have memorized their How We Met story and are immersed in family dinners, bike tours, private snorkeling trips, sharing secrets, and slow-melting kisses, as romance heroes and heroines are wont to do. But when it's time for Sarah to return home, will their island romance last or fade with the stunning sunset? Um, okay, you guys, I see a lot of tropes here that I know we all love and thrive on, so I recommend that you check out Island Affair, again by Priscilla Olivares, and let us know what you think. Thanks, guys. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. There's, a, there's another copyright issue right there, too. I changed the words. I don't know what you're talking about. And change the words to what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you act like a crazy person. So I, don't. I think we'd get forgiven. <laughs> I, I am not familiar with any candy bars that <laughs> have a jingle that's similar to that. Um, okay, you guys. We have a few things for, or a couple things, I guess, for um, this break segment. First and foremost... The summer reading list is out. Woo! Um, And like I talked about in the last episode, uh, we did make some changes to this one. Uh, We're going to have a couple more break week things in there. Couple episodes where we don't have to read a book. Couple, maybe one where we can read whatever book we want. It's going to be fun, you guys. Um, Okay, so first week. We're not going to have an episode. <laughs> couple reasons. And I'm always usually going to have those break weeks be the last um, episode of the month. But I'm going to have been moving to California that week. So we decided to just have that there so that I didn't have to worry about reading a book and recording yeah. an episode that weekend. She's moving that weekend. So it just wouldn't have worked out very well. Uh, no. Um, and then 
next week, June 8th, we have The Simple Wild by K.A. Tucker. And that episode is going to feature listener Jen, who was the winner of our competition to um, to be a guest on the show. And so we're excited to talk about that book with Jen. And she seems really jazzed because she likes that book a lot. So hopefully cool. we do too. Otherwise, it's going to get, you know, a bit awkward. <laughs> We might have to arm wrestle during this. <laughs> Via Zoom. Um, June 15th, Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman. Uh, June 22nd, The Beast of Beswick by Amelie Howard. Um, June 29th, Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. Uh, July 6th, we're going to get down with some sausage pie, you know, to get patriotic. Oh, um, with Engagement and Espionage by Penny Reed. And to say that we're excited for that series mm. is an understatement. Super um, understatement. I would, I you know, I'd like to, I try to mix it up with new authors to the podcast and such, but I'm pretty sure you guys are going to make us do every Penny Reed ever because that was <laughs> the most voted book. And I'm like, well, I gotta do it. <laughs> um Anyway. We might do others as B topics, though, instead of, like, yeah. the main book. But, I mean, I guess we're always going to read them, so we may as well talk about them in some respect. May so. as well. Um, July 13th, we're doing Dear Enemy by Kristen Callahan. July 20th, we're doing A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss, which has been requested before. It was not, it was not an option on this poll but I wanted to throw in, you know, a fantasy or paranormal um, to kind of mix it up, you guys, with a little bit of flavor. Um, July 27th, we are going to talk about the movie, The Guernsey Literary Potato, potato Peel Pie Society. That's the one. You're as bad um, as me. I'm the one that always gets the name wrong. <laughs> okay, but that is a freaking long title. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy title. Which, by the way, is a delightful book if you haven't ever read the book. Yeah. So I would recommend reading the book. But the movie, the movie, well, we can talk about it when we see the movie. But the yeah, movie's don't, different. Don't give away everything we're going to talk about. <laughs> the movie's got a different tone to it than the book. It's a little more romantic. A, a better tone. Um. Uh, August 3rd, we are going to read The Rakes by Scarlett Peckham. August 10th, we're reading Beach Read by Emily Henry. August 17th, we're reading Hosed by Pippa Grant and Lily Valente. It's not a coincidence that I'm going to be reading about Sexy Fireman on my birthday. Oh. Um, <laughs> August 24th, we're going to read The Opposite of You by Rachel Higginson. And then August 31st, uh, we're going to do a No Yomo free-for-all where we're going to read whatever book we want. It can be, it's going to be different books. Mom's going to read a book. I'm going to read a book. And then we want you guys to also read whatever you want. Read something from your TBR. Basically send in like, you know, a third grade book report on what you thought (laughs) about the book. Or I It was prefer... really, 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 really good. <laughs> mom's, yeah, mom's got experience with this. Um, uh, I would love if you guys sent in, you know, audio recordings of you guys talking about your books. So be thinking about that. Um, anyway, so we're really excited for kind of the changes to some of the episodes. We're excited about the books that we're going to be reading. 
I think it's going to be a fun summer. Here, here. I agree. Okay. Um, Mom has the contest for uh, what? What is the like? Was it badass he, heroines? No, that was like two months ago, Mom. No, I think this was. The, I think that's what it was for April. This is for. So April's trope challenge was for rock stars, sports stars, and or billionaires. Now, if you read a book that has all three of those, I mean, I guess most sports stars and rock stars are billionaires billionaires. (laughs) so um close to it yeah um but mom do you want to do the honor of pulling a winner for the april trope challenge i will i'm playing one right now loudly loudly and the winner is megan foster megan foster and i she works hard for that money, so I'm I'm happy. I know her for name's her. on there multiple times. So. Yes. <laughs> um, congratulations to Megan! Yay! Yay! Um, and Jessica will be, you know, creeping in your DMs with details <laughs> about um, getting more info from you. So congratulations. Um, okay, I think that is going to do it for the break segment. Um, Excited about the winter, excited about the summer reading list, and we'll see you guys for the next time that I sing that joyous jingle. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, so like I said, you guys, we've just run out, we're, we'll be honest, we've run out of ideas for the B topic, which is why we're only sporadically doing them now. But... We had a lot to say in the break segment, so I felt like we needed a B topic. Um, And mom came up with the idea of uh, a would you rather list of questions. Um, That sounded like a lot of work. So I looked at a website that had a bunch of them and that's just what we're gonna go with. It's it's from a website called conversationstartersworld.com. So (laughs) there you go. Here we go, because Ellen and I never talk to each other. So we need something to break the ice. Well, we don't talk about things like this, Mom. Would you rather the aliens, the make first contact, be robotic or organic? Organic. Why? Um, Because I like E.T. better than, you know, the... the, And like uh, the 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 Earth of the world. (laughs) Yeah, there there you go. Um, I think, like, organic aliens would be easier to defeat than robotic. Well, if we need to defeat them, maybe they're coming and being friendly. I don't feel like any robotic ones are coming to be friendly. That's That's... right. So that's why we want organic ones. Okay. There we go. Um, Would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year off your life? Probably lose a year off my life. I think that's what I would go for. Also... Mainly just because of the stigma that gets attached to you, like in find in the corporate world and things like that, if you've been in jail for a year. Well, who's to say I haven't? Sure. <laughs> I know your boring ass hasn't been in jail. <laughs> You've had a lot of knitting and reading time. 
They won't give you they knitting won't give needles. You needles. <laughs> they might give you a crochet hook, though. I wonder. No, wow. you could sharpen that crochet hook. Come yeah, on. you could. They get creative. <laughs> you guys should watch. Oh my gosh, it's gonna bug me if I can't think of what the name of. There is this documentary oh, you on true crime documentaries. <laughs> it's well, it's on Netflix, and it follows these women in the women's correctional facility in. It's like a women's prison in Sacramento, which. It's where I live. It's where mom and I (laughs) are from. Um, And it is amazing the things that they do. Like they fish for love notes from the men's floor, which is below them, through the toilets. And it's crazy the things that they do. Um, I wish Dad and I do that just for fun. Just love notes (laughs) in the toilet. It's in the toilet, honey. Okay, would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? Okay, I'm always 10 minutes late, so I would You're probably... You're not <laughs> I'm that not, bad. I'm not. According to your dad, I am, that I'm late for everything, but I'm not. Um, I would probably rather be 20 minutes early because I don't like being that guy that's always late. Um, I am that person that is always 20 minutes early. Not always, but I am... I ha- I have anxiety about being late, so I am usually early, and I would much rather be 20 minutes early, especially, you guys, now we have smartphones, like, you can kill 20 minutes easy yeah. peasy, so Definitely. that's what I would go with. Um, would you rather, know- this is an interesting, This I picked this one specifically for you, Mom. Would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals? You know my answer. I would rather know the history of everything that I touch. I mean, I don't I, want it to be, like, overwhelming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was going to ah! say. <laughs> I would and I wouldn't because, like, you know, you pick up a dollar bill and, and you're like, ugh, gosh, the things this dollar bill has seen. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. It's like, what strip club is this dollar bill? Yeah, in? exactly. <laughs> um, but the talking to animals would come in handy so I could just go to my dogs and say, could you please just stay out of the trash <laughs> when we're gone? Could you please <laughs> shut your traps for 10 seconds? <laughs> it's just the mailman. He comes every day. <laughs> it's just a leaf blowing down the street, which is what mom's dogs do. Yeah, um, not anymore. <laughs> I already talk to my dog all the time, so it'd be nice if he could talk back. <laughs> He'd be like, could you please just leave me alone for 10 <laughs> seconds? <laughs> Never. Don't you say it. Quit treating me like a baby. Oh, he's my baby. He's sitting right next to me sleeping right now. And he's stop, He's like, stop petting me. I'm sleeping. Um, would you be rather be married to a 10 with a bad personality or a 6 with an amazing personality? Oh, Mom uh, is married to a 6. <laughs> I think 6 is generous. <laughs> Shh, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> No, I, I probably am married to a six with a great personality, so I would go with that easily. I, I, would, I would pick that either way. Yeah, I, I, think, I think all of us true romantics would go with a six with an amazing personality. Um, a one-night stand with a ten would be okay with a bad yeah. personality. Come on. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> would you rather – this is, this is an interesting one. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green – or never have to stand in line again? Ooh. I know my answer. 
you probably want all the traffic lights to be green because you no. are road, road rage city. Well, I do, but I don't have road rage about stoplights. I have road rage about dumb people. Not okay. waiting in line, so, okay, I would go to every Comic-Con and yeah, every... Yeah, Mom, I was going to say, <laughs> think about the, like, hours, like, entire nights oh, that we've spent in line at Comic-Con. So I would much rather never have to stand in line again, especially because I always seem to pick the wrong line. Because um, sometimes, honestly, when I'm driving, I need there to be a stoplight. Like, well, it seems like whenever I need one... It never happens. Like, if I need to, like, check my makeup or do something, I was like, okay, it's next stoplight. I'm going to do this. And then I never hit a stop, (laughs) never hit a red light the rest of the way. It's like, gosh, dang it. Um, So I'm going to go with never stand in line again. Okay. I I agree with you, Ellen. I get that. I mean, think about, like, voting. That would be a lot easier. Um, Comic-Con would be amazing. Uh, There's a lot of instances where... We as a society are forced to stand in line. I mean, just the grocery store or the bank. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Um, Would you rather spend the rest of your life with a sailboat as your home or an RV as your home? We've actually, your dad and I have actually had this discussion. (laughs) I do not doubt that for one second, knowing my dad. Um. sailboat seems more romantic but i'm afraid i'd get tired of first the of all, rv has more versatility yes is what i'll say the, and having the dogs on a sailboat would be very difficult because you especially have to, kaylee who does not care for the water well yeah or just trying to walk them or you know yeah. whatever would be get almost impossible potty so probably the rv just for that gosh but I'm not, like, an RV person. You can get some pretty freaking cush RVs, though, let's be honest. Okay. Um, So probably the RV, I guess. Yeah, that's If we didn't have dogs, though, I'd go with the sailboat. I think I'd still go with the RV. I think, because you can see, you can see a wider variety of things in an RV than you can in a sailboat. Well, as long as they're in America. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you have to be on the sailboat for a freaking long time to get yeah, to anything different. And it would have to be a pretty plush sailboat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, would you rather give up all drinks except for water or give up anything that was cooked in an oven? Duh. <laughs> that's hard. That is a hard one because I do love my Diet I, Coke. But I also love cookies. <laughs> I also love cookies. Um, anything cooked in an oven. So that would be like lasagna. Pizza. Uh, I think I'd have to go with give up the drinks. I think I would too. It would kill me though. It would. Especially cause... lately, you guys, with this quarantine thing, I have been drinking way more soda. <laughs> way more. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, me too. Because it's not like my lifestyle is that much different. But for some reason, no, it's reason, not. My, for the record, reason, no, it's not at all. My eating habits are different. It's like I'm quarantined. I'm eating. Yeah, I don't know my what, eating. What that I've is already told that. mom that when we get when I get out there, like we need to get good about food, mainly because I'm worried I have diabetes. Like legit. <laughs> oh well, that's disconcerting. Yeah, I know, especially because we have like a family history, so there's precedent. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. No, there's been, like, I looked up on WebMD and I'm like, hmm, hmm. Gosh um, dang it. I Stop have, looking at WebM- WebMD. I have a few of these symptoms, though. Let's be frank. Um, so I'll report back, you guys, once I go to the doctor. But I don't really want to do that right now. Can't imagine why. Um, okay. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? Be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease. Likewise. I mean, I think it'd be awesome to go to space and like you get notoriety either way, but I, I like, I like the, the outreach of the. Well, I feel a better sense of accomplishment, I think. Yeah, Um, me too. Um, and then finally, would you rather go back to age five with everything you know Mm. now or know now everything your future self will learn? I mean, let's be honest, you don't have that much years left anyway, so. <laughs> I've got one foot in the grave, for sure. <laughs> I don't think, gosh, I don't think I'd want to go back and do it all again. It yeah, that's what. seems exhausting. Um, Especially, like, with everything you, like, go back with everything you know now, because, like, you're already world-weary, like, you've learned world-weariness, yeah. and so then you just be that five-year-old that's like, Everything's a lie. Well, like, Santa Claus isn't real. Would I call airports on 9-11 and say, um, don't let those guys go on planes? I mean, there's a lot of things you could. Yeah. Not that anyone would listen to me. Who am I? Um, <laughs> like some five-year-old call. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. It, that would be a hard one. I would probably just want to know everything I'm going to learn. Yeah. Not to mention, like, know everything your future self will learn. Like, you could get some context clues, but not necessarily. Like, it's like, you learn that marriages can go south. It's like, hmm, interesting. (laughs) Interesting that Hmm. I learned that. (laughs) I wonder why I needed to know that. (laughs) After 50 years of marriage. (laughs) Okay. Um, so those are the would you rather. This website that I found has like 235. So, you know, maybe we'll work <laughs> our way through through that when I when we don't have other ideas. Um, okay, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us on May 25th for our discussion on, on Dublin Street by Samantha Young, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMomsRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.